0: In this episode of Pastor Brad Rocks... you imagine life in this world without that song man what would life be like without grace without the old rugged cross John three sixteen, turn the other cheek do unto others as you would have them do unto you man what a messed up world it would be it already is but can you imagine it without Jesus in every episode of pastor Brad rocks I get to share a song with you that reflects the topic today I am so excited to share with you my song j-e-s-u-s I'm fired up man it's all coming up you ready Let's do it. Pastor Brad here, your 80s, heavy metal, headbanging, Jesus-loving online pastor. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Hey, wherever you happen to be listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're enjoying these podcasts, whatever platform you happen to be on, if you can leave a thumbs up or a comment or share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome to help the audience grow. God bless you, man. Thank you in advance so much for that. And now... Let's move on to the point of today's podcast. Jesus changes everything. When God the Son was willing to leave heaven and be born and put on flesh and dwell among us, and he stretched out his arms, and he said, God loves you this much that while you were still sinners, Christ died for." you! The head of Satan was crushed, sin was covered, death was conquered, and the doorway to redemption was thrown wide open through faith in Jesus. In the first chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Joseph is really confused. He's betrothed to be married to Mary, but she comes to him before they're wed and says, I'm pregnant, but don't worry, god's the dad now i know that we who are on this side of the cross and we've read the gospels a whole bunch of times and we've been through you know a whole bunch of christmases and read those scriptures a dozen times we we, we all say well duh of course god was the father but man put yourself in joseph's shoes that, that was that that's like what so he has in mind to divorce her quietly because he loves her Uh, According to the law, he could have had her stoned, but he's a merciful man, he's a righteous man, and he says, no, I'm just gonna divorce her quietly. Well, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph one night in a dream, and he said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the angel says, she will conceive, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will rescue his people from their sins. Jesus changes everything. He's the once for all sacrifice. He's the Lamb of God. He is the once for all great high priest to end all need for any other priest. Jesus went into the Holy of Holies in heaven and sprinkled his own blood on the mercy seat. Again, once for for all. No more sacrifices needed to cover all the sins of every single person, past, present, and future, who would put their faith in him as Savior and Lord. Jesus is our all and all. I'm going to walk through the books of the Bible, and I want you to consider who Jesus is to us and how he's the fulfillment of everything that scripture teaches. In Genesis, Jesus is the active agent of creation. God spoke and creation came into being. In John chapter 1, John reveals to us that Jesus is the word through whom All things were created. In Genesis, Jesus is also the fulfillment of Genesis 3.15, which is called in Latin the proto Evangelum, the first announcement of the gospel. Right after the fall, God says to the serpent, there is going to come a seed through Eve and he will crush your head." And That was Jesus crushing the power of Satan. In Exodus, Jesus is the ultimate deliverer of his people from bondage and slavery to sin and death. He's the ultimate Passover lamb whose blood covers our lives so that the angel of death passes over doing no harm. In Leviticus, he the fulfillment of the entire sacrificial system, the priesthood, and he is our once for all ultimate supreme great high priest. In Numbers, Jesus is the serpent high and lifted up who draws all men to him and those who look to him are saved. In Deuteronomy, Jesus is that prophet raised up from among the Israelites who speaks for God and who is the ultimate deliverer of God's people. In Joshua, Jesus is the commander of the armies of the Lord. In Judges, Jesus is the ultimate warrior leader who breaks that cycle of fickle faithfulness rallies his people once for all to overthrow all their oppressors and to fix their eyes faithfully on God loving him with all their heart soul mind and strength all of their days and for generation after generation and Ruth Jesus is our kinsman redeemer in first and second Samuel Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the prophet the priest and the king. In the books of Kings and Chronicles, Jesus is the ultimate king of all kings who will ascend to the throne of David and his kingdom shall never end. In Ezra, he is the priest proclaiming freedom. In Nehemiah, he is the one who rebuilds that which is broken down. In Esther, he's the protector of God's people. In Job, he is our redeemer who indeed lives forever. In Psalms, he is our song in the morning and in the evening. In Proverbs, he's the wisdom of God. In Ecclesiastes, he is the ultimate meaning of life. In the Song of Solomon, he is. Is the author and the perfector of what faithful love is. In Isaiah, he's the suffering servant. In Jeremiah and Lamentations, he is the Messiah who weeps for his people. In Ezekiel, he is the Son of Man. In Daniel, he is that fourth man who walks through the fiery furnace of life with. Us. In Hosea, he's the faithful husband who pursues us even when we stumble and are not faithful. In Joel, he's the one sending his spirit to his people. In Amos, he's the deliverer of justice for the oppressed. In Obadiah, he's the judge of all who do evil. In Jonah, Jesus is the opposite of the prophet we read about in that book. He's the faithful missionary who runs toward, not away from, God's plan. He faithfully and powerfully proclaims God's word to a broken world. And when people repent, instead of becoming indignant, he celebrates and rejoices. In Micah, he is the one who casts our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. In Nahum, he is the one who proclaims an awesome coming world of peace that is beyond anything we can imagine. In Habakkuk, he crushes injustice. In Zephaniah, he is the warrior who saves. In Haggai, he restores pure and righteous worship. In Zechariah, he is the Messiah who is pierced for us. And closing out the Old Testament in the book of Malachi, he is the son of righteousness who brings healing to a broken and hurting people. In the books of good news, the Gospels, he is the Son of God, the one who left his throne, came here, put on flesh, dwelt among us, taught us the ways of the kingdom. He fulfilled every single one of the over 300 messianic prophecies in the Old Testament with his birth, his life, his ministry, his death, and his resurrection. He conquered death, hell, and the grave with his death, burial, and resurrection. And all authority in heaven, on earth, and below the earth was given by the Father to him. And in that authority, he commissioned us, his people, to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all things, helping them to grow up in Christ. And he promised, I am with you in all of that, even to the very end of the age. In the book of Acts, he is the outpoured spirit of Christ who indwells and empowers his people. And just as he promised in Matthew 16, builds his church. In Romans, he's the righteousness of God. In 1 Corinthians, he is the wisdom and the power of God for those who are being saved. In 2 Corinthians, he's that treasure that we carry in these jars of clay. In Galatians, he is God's son sent at the appointed time to redeem all those who would put their faith in him. In Ephesians, we learn that we are saved by grace through faith in him and that he is the one who gives spiritual gifts of leadership to certain individuals to equip God's people for works of service so that the whole church might be built up and fully mature in him. In the book of Philippians, he's the source of supernatural joy and the one who gives us the strength to do all things. In Colossians, he is revealed as supreme over everything. In 1 Thessalonians, he's our comfort in the last days. In 2 Thessalonians, he is our returning king. In 1 Timothy, he is the Savior of the worst of sinners. In 2 Timothy, he is the leader of all leaders, the elder of all elders, the shepherd of all shepherds. In Titus, sees the foundation of truth. In Philemon, he is our mediator and the ultimate master of all. In Hebrews, he is our great high priest who empathizes with our weaknesses so that we through him can come into the very presence of God and receive mercy and grace in our time of weakness. In James, he is the one who matures us and grows us up in our faith. In First Peter, he is the source of our living hope in times of suffering. In Second Peter, he's the one who guards us from false teaching. In First John, he's the source of our fellowship as believers, Koinonia with one another. In Second John, he is God in the flesh. In Third John, he's the source of all truth. In Jude, he protects us from stumbling. In Revelation, he is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who will split the sky and come riding on that white horse to defeat all evil and separate the sheep from the goats. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who is coming again to redeem his people and usher in the new age, the new heaven, the new earth, the one who at the end of the book says, behold, I am coming soon, and to whom the author says, amen, come Lord Jesus. (coughs) So this song, J-E-S-U-S, was written to be an anthem, just a, a declaration of how awesome Jesus is and of our commitment to Him. I remember when I was recording it at the Michiana Community Church of God up there in Granger, Indiana back in 2004 in my study, which I converted into a studio in the afternoons. And I've got the mic set up, and I'm standing like on the other side of the of the office trying to get these backing vocals, this this, this huge stacked kind of vocal, you'll hear it in the song, where I'm saying, give me a J J." And and I'm screaming these these letters out. And it was later in the afternoon. I didn't think anybody was at the church, but one of our uh, seniors was there. Her name was Beverly Syrock She's a precious saint. Love that lady. And um, I, I, I know she just recently went to be with the Lord. But anyway... She heard this screaming down in the pastor's office and she came down and she was so concerned. Like, she's knocking on my door. Are you okay? And I'm standing there with my headphones on and I'm kind of sweating because I was all worked up. And I can just imagine what she thought when I said, Oh, no, I'm just recording some songs. And she's like, What? How can that be a song? Because I'm like, Ah, I'm screaming. (laughs) And, and I just shook my head. I never had a conversation with her about that after that. But uh, I always wondered, man, what she must have thought about her pastor after that moment. It was hilarious. But anyway, man, this song just just raises up Jesus high and declares he is so awesome. And we, we are so grateful for him. And it is so awesome to be able to live for him. Because he is our king, man. Here it is. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it blesses you and rocks you up. J-E-S-U-S. All right. Hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it totally rocked you up for Jesus. As we wrap things up here, let me quickly say, if you dig what I'm doing, man, and you're blessed by the music, the podcast, the teaching videos, etc., and you want to support this ministry, this mission to reach classic metal heads for Jesus, I want to invite you to head over to my Patreon page and learn how your just couple dollars a month will make a huge difference in this ministry, and also about some amazing exclusive benefits that you'll receive in exchange for your support. the link to my Patreon page will be at the very top of the show notes so head over there check it out, learn about it, pray about it and whatever you decide man, God bless you and thanks for being part of the Pastor Brad Rocks family man. Remember to like, share, subscribe leave comments, all those things that helps the show to grow, really appreciate it. Stop by PastorBradRocks.net sometime, over there you can learn all about the ministry of the music get some free uh, music downloads, all kind of cool stuff also if you're interested in following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, best decision you'll ever, ever, ever make. Promise bar none. You can learn about that over at pastorbradrocks.net as well, or leave a comment here. I'll get back with you. Shoot me an email at pastorbrad at AOL.com. Yes, I still use AOL. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Pastor Brad out.